0: What a game for ladies and gentlemen and the Avalanche take this thing in overtime a back and forth game an instant classic this was Stanley Cup final hockey at its best for so many reasons that Kyle and I will get to you had Darcy Kemper redeeming himself at least for a day and the big one is not Kadri comes back and wins this thing Why, why would we expect anything less. I think we all should have saw that coming, but man, the abs now a single victory away. And if you're not excited about that, nothing in the world will excite you a lot to get to today. The cup is going to be in the building and if the abs can do it in front of the home crowd, they will hoist that Stanley cup. Let's get through this.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Nathan McKinnon is one win away from winning you-know-what, something he's not won in the past that he so eloquently put at the end of last season, a single victory away. An absolute classic that we had in the Stanley Cup final. Game four, Avs in Tampa. In Tampa, the Avs take this thing in overtime thanks to Nazem Kadri. Uh, so much to get to, man. But first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel, Over on the YouTube, hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Man, Kyle, this is, uh, the Avs looked really good for the, the duration of this game, especially in overtime. But this is the crazy thing about hockey is as good as they were and as in control as they were in overtime, that's the beauty of hockey is you're, you're not sitting there. It's just like, oh, it's just a matter of time before the half score because a simple mistake can have Tampa going in any other direction and netting one and the game is over. That's why hockey is the greatest sport, because the team that's in control and has everything in hand, sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. This time, at least last night, it did, and it came in the form of welcome back, Nas. What a game, man. What do you got? The Avs,
1: it was one of those kind of weird, slow starts for the Avs. Like one shot, one goal on Darcy. And then the shot discrepancy in the first, you're like, this is going to be a mountain to climb. And this Avalanche team climbed that mountain and went all the way. Like Darcy got so much better. And just the team, the the shots started looking better because the Tampa was just getting in the way of every shot, blocking Everything. everything everything that was and it was it went from that pucks on net mentality to high quality pucks on net and then the team starting to you could actually watch them adapting to what tampa was doing and figuring them out on the fly and for it to culminate with naz coming back and getting that goal because why not this team has won in every form and fashion all year long why not this way
0: yeah um uh, you you probably looked at how many block shots the lightning had i'm assuming you did uh, yeah it's okay so I, yeah i was going to say like you you did so i'll give everybody listening uh like like 5 seconds to take a guess at how many shots the lightning blocked uh because in the first it was just they were blocking everything in the end they had 35 block shots that's a ton and everybody in the, you know you look at shots on goal clearly that's an important stat and at the end of the first uh, the Az were getting out shots, well, it was, well, it was like 17 to, to four. Yeah. 17 to four, yeah, 17 to four to four. But I put up on Twitter, like if you look at, at, at Corsi, that's why I kind of like, you know, kind of analytics. It tells a different story. Mm-hmm. It was basically 50, 50. I think it was 22 to 23, uh, in favor of the lightning. Now again, Corsi doesn't, um, track shots on goal. Clearly that's its own stat. But when I saw that, you look at seventeen to four, and then you look at twenty-three to twenty-two. That made me feel better about the first. It made me yeah. feel better because it made me feel like, okay, the abs at least are getting looks. They're getting yeah. looks. They're just not able to get them on net. That's fixable. That's something three you of the go, f- three of the four of those shots were high danger. Were they? Okay, great. So that's what I mean. Like they they were they were getting looks. It's just you have to give. Tampa credit for getting in those shooting lanes. Mm-hmm. So, but that's something you can work with. You can take that stat, go into the intermission, and say like, "Look, guys, it's not that they are shutting us down and we're not even av- even able to get a shot on net. It's just they're getting in our shooting lanes. So, what do we have to do to to combat that?" And as the game went on, you're right. Like it, it methodically in an, in the end, shots on goal, uh, thirty nine to thirty seven in favor of the Lightning. So that evened out by the end of the game. And, and you saw it, you saw the avalanche really starting to turn the tide. And, you know, we got to talk, talk about Darcy Kemper. It's partly why I'm wearing, why I am wearing my star Wars uh, sweatshirt right now, because we talked about yesterday, talked about redemption. That's what it is. And, yeah. and that's kind of why I was going with him. I don't know if that's why Jared Bednar, Jared Bednar might not be that, you know, know uh, might not be that dramatic, he might just say like, no, he's my guy. I'm going with him. And it was cut and dry for him. For me, it's like, that's what you want out of yeah. Darcy Kemper. You got saves from him. Now I know the, the headman goal, bad goal. That's when you got to stop. And if you stop that, we're not even going into overtime, but you remove that, you remove that fluky first goal where his helmet came off, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but other, uh, you know, other than the two goals he let in Darcy Kemper played a, a wonderful, wonderful game. And this is what we, we needed from him.
1: Yeah. I've, I've pled my case for Frankie. Everybody knows where I stand on Frankie. I had the case going on live in the Twitter space about Mm -hmm. the comments started coming. Like, is it time for Frankie? And why did we start Kemper? And this is where you have to go with what you were saying with Darcy Kemper. Like it was a huge gamble. Like, what if it went wrong? Then you have Darcy Kemper in his mind, like thinking he can't do it. Then you rely on Frankie. What if you have to go back to Darcy? Like it's a weird gamble to play. And after the one shot, one goal, like you were, you were automatically starting to worry, starting Uh to doubt. And it was, it started mounting. And instead of Darcy collapsing, collapsing, He just got better and better and better. We mentioned 17 to four in the first period, 39, 37 at the end. If 39 shots and you only let two just bad goals in, that's not bad. This is a Tampa team and a stat We haven't mentioned yet. Tampa is one for 14 on the power play in this, in the series. Like you're, giving them opportunities and they're not converting. Yeah. Like that, that speaks a lot to the caliber that Darcy Kemper, when he's in his element, what he can be. So kudos to Darcy. He, I mean, way could, to win that game.
0: It couldn't have started off worse. You know what I mean? You yeah. let a goal in 30 seconds into the game and, you know, you know, you already, you know, the chirping that's going on leading yeah. up to this game. Uh, that's not good, but I think you have to take that goal into context, you know what I mean? Like, he got a stick up into his mask, and then the, the shot kind of made his helmet come off. Uh, and, and he still went to go make the play, <laughs> helmet off. He still lunged to try to make the play, kind of a fluky goal. Uh, but just the fact that it happened 30 seconds in, you're like, oh boy, not what you wanted. And then, yeah, the headman goal definitely should have stopped that, <clears throat> but other than that, remember, we were saying. When 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 there's a a breakdown that goes the way of, of Tampa and then they just have a, a wide open look, you mm-hmm. want him to stop those shots. There's one that Nathan McKinnon coughed up right in front of Kemper and he stopped it. Yeah. And that is what you want. You I mean, you're still holding your breath with him because he hasn't proven that he can do that over time in these playoffs. But when those things happen, you are holding your breath, just don't let it in. And there were a couple times where, where a, a goal that he would have let in at any other point during this postseason, he was stopping those at least for game four. You have to feel good. And and on that Nazim Kadri goal, he got the second assist. So we got good on him.
1: <laughs> and with that first goal, you kind of anticipate Darcy being able to save it because Darcy has been playing with broken equipment, flying off equipment. Yeah. all year long why does he need a mask he yeah. has he's been playing without skates and sticks and leg yep. pads so why not a mask
0: so we'll get to that goal um and why it was allowed a goal and i didn't know this i i thought it was pretty cut and dry uh but i appreciate the people of twitter posting uh the rule book on there <laughs> As to why it was a goal, so we will get to that. We'll get to you know more of the game in general, and and Tampa's defense, which just looked so good. Mm-hmm. um Of course, we have our sound check to get to, um but but I mean it's just it's smiles all over the place right now for the F. So, but first we're gonna hear from Built Bar, and of course you know Built Bar, and you know of the brownie chunk, the coconut brownie chunk bar. Well, guess what, Kyle. They have come out with a coconut brownie chunk puff style.
1: Oh, they're trying to get me. and They're going to get me.
0: Yes, Kyle's bank account is draining as we are reading this ad from Built Bar. (laughs) Uh, They have come out with a (laughs) coconut brownie Built Bar, the flavor that you love, in a delicious, chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. The best part about Built Bar and Built Bar Puffs is, of course, they are Amazing in taste, but you can enjoy them guilt free because they're actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you're or you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or in need of a quick, healthy snack. They're the excellent source of protein. So go to built.com, use the promo code locked15, and you get 15% off of your order. Once again, built.com, use the promo code locked15 for 15% off over at built.com. So, the first goal on Darcy Kemper, I always thought <clears throat> when the goalie helmet comes off, it's different for players. When the goalie helmet comes off, play is dead. And you've seen it many times. And you've even seen it like uh, Jordan Binnington, not surprisingly, deliberately threw his helmet off to try to stop the play. And he actually got called for a penalty in doing that. So, you can't, for the people that are like, well, then you can just rip his helmet off. No, they can't. Um, but the, the, I'm sorry. Same what logic have... with dislodging the goal um, intentionally yeah. as well. Yes. So the, apparently the rule is if the goalie helmet comes off and the opposing team has the puck play continues, it only stops. If the goalies team collects the puck, you would think that would be reversed because if the goalies team has the puck, there's no danger to him. There's less danger to him. Let me say that. If that's the true. opposing team has the the puck and his helmet is off, that dude is a sitting duck. And because there the, the potential of a goal is how it's worded. I, I'm sorry, man. Like if, if if that goalie's helmet's off and you know Shea Weber of five years ago is gonna rip a slap shot at him, that's a dumb rule. A, I mean, by by the way that it's written right now, apparently they got it right, but I didn't know that. I thought goalies were 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 different were set aside in terms of if their helmet comes off, we're stopping the play. didn't
1: know yeah, that. it's i I didn't know the full extent of the rule to that mm-hmm. regard. I would expect it to be addressed
0: um, um, I, in, in the future it might not be. I mean, Because goalies helmets, they come off like not every single game, clearly, but enough to where you would think it would have been addressed by now. The fact that it hasn't, I I don't I I just want to I want to get clarity as to why it's that way. Is there a reason that I'm not seeing or thinking as to why it is the way it is? Why is it written that way when that seems like to be a danger to a goalie? Would it be in situations like when Darcy (laughs) got jabbed in the eye where there's a scrum in the
1: slot and then? the stick gets in the mask and you kind of like you would dislodge it that way, would you wouldn't want to blow that dead. It's not really impeding anything. Like it wasn't intentional. It just kind of happened. But if like you're on the if you're the team with a puck, you would be really upset that play was blown dead. So Mm -hmm. I I wonder if it's in that type of situation, but when you're on the especially with the push for
0: safety, you would think that would be addressed really quickly. I think for that for the Predators one, like Kemper was injured. You know I mean, yep. so th- they're going to call that because it's an injured goalie. With well, helmet, so. if,
1: even if it didn't like jab his eye and then turn him into like yeah, a, right. a bond villain, like if it just kind of <laughs> missed him and dislodged the helmet. Yeah. That would be one of those situations. So, I think,
0: I mean, it is what it is. It happened. And, and, you know, you move on from it and they did clearly. And he did clearly that's hockey uh, baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, for the Avs, that, that first goal, uh, that the equalizer goal from Nathan McKinnon, which he gets off the schneid for goals in, in this series. Although it was, it was like a bunt. You know what I mean? You always hear that. Yeah. Get a, a struggling batter gets a bunt and it can just kind of break, break him out of I'm Not saying Nathan was having a slump or anything like that, but you want more goals coming from him, especially in the Stanley Cup final, but the power, that power play in it specifically a thing of beauty. And they kept that puck in the zone for the duration of it. And there were times where Tampa was trying to get it cleared and you had guys at the blue line stopping it and Tampa was dog tired. Yeah. And you're sitting that you can just see things material. You knew the ads were going to continue to get good looks of as how tired Tampa was, but that's no guarantee when you have someone like Vasilevsky and net, but it, it was kind of, you know, a fluky goal for them. But at that point in the game, they will absolutely take it. That power play specifically kind of got them going, I felt. Yeah, and
1: it's been a constant theme for the Avs throughout this cup final is their power play has improved. Not just their penalty kill like we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Their power play is at least 50% a night. And that is such a far stretch from
0: where we were this regular season. You love to see it. Yeah, you do. Um, And then for the rest, like you had... This is your depth coming in with you know the the second goal You had Cogliano, uh, Sturm thought he had it, uh, yeah. but it, he gets the assist, the primary assist and then Darren Helm that that was just a great shift by that mm-hmm. by that unit. They kept working and kept again keeping the puck in in the zone, and eventually it, it benefits and it's good to see that line working as hard as they did and getting a goal past the, the best goalie in the league. You know, you can work hard all you want and then, you know, you can you can take a, a, some positives out of it if you you end that shift without getting a goal. It's like, hey, we worked our butt off, we kept the puck in the zone. Good job, boys. Uh but to get the goal, especially against him, for working as hard as you did is is aces.
1: Now that ESPN now has control of the rights to the nhl broadcasting does that mean we get a sports science episode oh yeah that do you need nine fingers to score goals in the Stanley Cup with Nas and Cogliano, and Cogliano. on the
0: score sheet right oh, it might God. be a
1: cheat code or something
0: do they still do that because I, I don't watch know. a lot of ESPN uh I don't either but sports science was one of the dumber things that they've ever in my opinion I, yeah. I thought it was Pointless statistically,
1: Um, if you have nine fingers, you are this more likely (laughs) to score a goal in the Stanley Cup.
0: There's less wind draft if you have nine fingers (laughs) as opposed to 10. So, therefore, you go 0.35 miles per hour faster, tape
1: them together.
0: (laughs) Um, but you know, getting just overall in this game, just if you want to like break down everything individually, we can do that, and you know, it's fun to do that stuff, but just sitting back. Just watching this game was just a joy. Yeah, this was just so much fun to watch, and and it was you knew something was gonna have to to break maybe freakishly for either one of these teams to win. Both defenses were fantastic. Tampa was giving Colorado fits, and I give Colorado a lot of credit. Tampa a ton of credit for how they really clamped down on defense after the ABS got that Cagliano goal to tie it because the ABS were. Wasn't to start the third, they were everywhere, and after that goal, Tampa really Tampa's been making it tough for the ABS to do to get any time and space. Their forechecking is really both these teams are kind of similar. Yeah, the, the ABS have more speed. I wouldn't say by a ton, but the ABS definitely have more speed. uh And and Tampa wins in the goalie department, but everything else is kind of equal, and you're seeing that especially in this game. Tampa's D was was if you're a Tampa fan, you're loving it. For me, I was just getting frustrated because they were they were taking the abs out of doing what the abs typically do, but the abs were trying like a hell to continue to do it and every once in a while they would break free. But then there's that second unit that just that second level that's there for Tampa. They don't make it easy for for anybody. So for the abs to to have 37 shots on goal after having four in the first Um, is is I think a testament to so many things. One, the Avs just continuing to pressure, changing on the fly, you know, period to period and intermissions, making adjustments. And and Tampa's doing the same thing, Tampa's making their own adjustments. It, It was just, it was just a great, great hockey game to watch. And you just see that on the ice of these teams just going back and forth, matching wits.
1: And I want, I want everybody to kind of look at this series as a best of three. I want you to grade on the curve. I want you to throw out the high and low scores. Game one, game four, and then eventually game five on Friday night. Those are the three that you need to focus on. Throw out the seven-nothing game and the six-two game. Those are fluke games. Right. They were bad games. Just forget about them. They don't happen. The rest of these games, two overtimes, who knows what game five's got in store. Like this is this is absolute classic hockey. And our locked on avalanche Twitter spaces. We have Montreal fans, Boston fans, Hurricane fans sitting, enjoying the game with us. Because if you're not a fan of these two teams, this is incredible hockey to watch. Great, and everybody's just sitting there enjoying the ride with just hockey fans. Because this is a really amazing series, and I just I don't want us to focus so much on that seven nothing win and the six two loss because those happened, but that's not the narrative of this series. Games like this, this three two overtime. Berkey won it in game one. And then you got Nas in game four. This is the hockey that we anticipated when we talked about this series, possibly going seven, like you expected just punch for punch. And you see it now that Tampa's waking up like these are very similar teams and it's who can hold on the longest and it's coming down to the speed and depth. It's what's being the, the determining factor for Colorado.
0: Yeah, I mean, even down three to one, Tampa's not feeling like this is over, and they're gonna okay. yep. cave. I mean, they're at the point where it's just like we got to focus on on one game at a time, one period at a time, one shift at a time. But you know, you you win this game in Denver, and then you go back home, like, and then anything yep. can happen. So you know, they're gonna take it one game at a time, but knowing full well, you know, you know how a, a series is broken down, if they can somehow get a win in Denver, then they're going back home, the confines mm-hmm. of their home. Colorado on the other hand yeah. yeah you're going home right now and yep. when that cup comes out and it's on display and you're that close to to raising it in front of your home crowd you can't ask you can't write a better story than that yeah don't
1: put it back in the case you yeah. want to keep it right exactly. there exactly
0: exactly all right let's get to a sound check so uh for anybody just joining this is our LOPN soundcheck, and Kyle and I always pick one song after each game, win or lose. It's kind of best that we feel best summarizes the game that was just played. All these songs go on a playlist on Spotify. Search for LOPN soundcheck. Subscribe to that. And whenever we uh, up or post the new songs to it, you can listen to them. So what do you got for this one, my, uh, my good friend, Mr. Kyle Sullivan?
1: A band, it's it's an all-time band it's like my junk food band i love this i spent summers like when i was like in high school like i would just listen to cds just staring up at the clouds of this band and it's led zeppelin um
0: this is our first zeppelin song
1: yeah bring it on home there you go yeah i think it might be it's i love zeppelin to death like they are so incredible like musically and bring it on home like We're there, yeah. Twenty-one years, like we're at home. You got your wish, Avalanche fans. Let's drop one so we can win in Denver. All right, let's win in Denver.
0: Yeah, I low key wanted that to happen, (laughs) uh and now it's here. And and for me, mine's kind of in the same realm as yours. Uh, And and mine is is Lincoln Parks, probably their their biggest hit, and that's one step closer. And that's exactly what we are. We are one step closer from bringing it on home so uh we kind of just combined our our tunes today wonder uh, twin powers activate yeah (laughs) form (laughs) of an ice bucket that way yeah bam uh so yeah go go uh subscribe to that or follow that playlist Mm -hmm. and uh you got those two songs up there now and i love when people throw out their own obviously on uh on especially on youtube so looking forward to seeing what everybody's coming up with because the excitement level is, is sky high right now. What are we looking forward to in game five? We will, I talked to Adam uh, during the game. We'll probably do a crossover with him, record it tomorrow for Friday, probably do that. Uh, So I'm interested to see what he wants to say. Like, do you, you don't look at this game and you're like, we got to make massive adjustments. You know what I mean? This was just one of those games where the avalanche came out on top. And there were many times where it could have clearly went the other way, so I kind of I'm looking forward to talking to Adam about how he feels about this game. Does he feel like this was how we're feeling? It was a a tight game that could have went in any direction, or is he feeling that you know Tampa could have done this better or this? better? I, you know, I'm sure we all think you know they have to do better on the power play. That goes without saying, but they kind of like the nuances of the game. For the Avs, what are you thinking that they got a? The, got to do for uh, game five to win this. Honestly, the
1: narrative going into game five for both teams is exactly the same. Do exactly what you do, but perfect. There cannot be a chance because you're getting Tampa's best game in game five because that's it. And you want this to be it. You have to play your perfect game because if you don't look at games two and three for both sides, that's what happens if you get off your game and you Mm -hmm. take a step back. You have to play your absolute most perfect game. Everything has to be avalanche hockey from the puck drop to opening the case and handing it off. This is you have to play definition of avalanche hockey. There cannot be, oh, well, that didn't look good. No, that's where they take advantage because they are trying to extend this series and you're trying to put it to bed.
0: I think when it comes to the Stanley Cup final, there, there's two games where you're most nervous. That's game one, you know, mainly like the first period, first few shifts, obviously, game one. And then when you're in the position that the Avalanche are in right now, when you have three wins and you just need that last one. Yep. So those are the two two times I feel like where the nerves like creep up. They go away. You know what I mean? Once you start getting into the flow of the game, they go away. But we always look at the first five ten minutes of a game uh you will definitely be watching those with a very close eye on five because you don't want the evs are going to feel like you know i don't want to be the one to make the mistake you don't want to give up that early goal if you get that early goal especially on on home ice it, look look at what happened with tampa they got that goal 30 seconds in place is going crazy yep now the flip side of that is look how the game ended <laughs> so it's not, exactly it's not a definite but just to get the vibes going like you you, they made that that calms the nerves obviously that's from from the 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 maybe mind game of what the Az will be feeling in game five from a play standpoint like i said i don't think you change my why would you change anything now at game five of the stanley cup final there's nothing that you need to do like this massive overhaul your power play is working you're you you're gonna expect, like you said, you're gonna expect a great game at from from Tampa. Their season is on the line, uh, but the way that they play defense, maybe that's the only thing that you try to figure out if you're Jared Bednar is just how can I get a get some more zone entries. They did a ton of yeah. dumping and chasing, which is kind of what you have to do against this Tampa team. I really don't know like how you're gonna have all of these clean zone entries. Uh, it's just not. It just doesn't seem like it's going to be in the cards, especially for like the depth uh, lines. You know, you can always rely on Kale McCarr and and Nathan McKinnon to do it or have the best chance to do it. But man, eat like they they're not. Tampa's not afraid of anybody on the Avalanche with the puck, especially guys like Kale McCarr. When they go, when Kale McCarr goes behind Darcy Kemper to kind of just like you know relieve some stress and release some tension and maybe get a line change, Tampa is on them. He's yeah. on him, and he's forced to to move the puck sometimes by himself because his team's not out. The rest of his line, the, the you know, the line change hasn't been complete, so he needs to carry that puck out, and they're on him. Yep. So Tampa makes you go. The abs are capable of doing that, uh, but they just got to have quick, clean line changes and and just get up the ice as fast as they can and have some good zone entries and try to set something up. This was a lot of dumping and chasing, and, and the Avs can win those b- battles on the boards. They can, uh, but it's not typically their their game. So and look, I mean, look at it. You're fifteen and three to this point.
1: Crazy. You don't have to do a lot of changing. No. Stick to exactly what you're doing, because Tampa is trying to make you not do what you do. That's their main goal, because they know the recipe the ads have used to get to this point is successful. They yeah. got to get you off of it.
0: Yep. Yeah. And we'll, you know, kind of end it with, with Darcy Kemper again. Like, I kind of feel like, you know, he had a very good game, but I don't feel like now this is just, okay, well, Frankie, don't be ready. Yeah. <laughs> I think he still needs to be ready. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like if, if he. Go
1: get the cake ready. Go again, get the party man. streamers. We'll yeah. come
0: to you, Frankie. <laughs> I, I I'm I still feel like they are, are on a short lease with, with Darcy Darcy yeah. Kemper. Again, if he lets in like three in, in one period, I still think he's out. I think this yep. is a big boost of confidence for him, clearly. Um, and then, you know, you have, you're you going to have the crowd behind you. Everything is is right where the avalanche needed to be, including him coming off a game like that in Tampa. But like I said, having said that, it, it's not just, OK, this is we're not going to be watching you still with a close eye that's still on the table. If you ask me
1: and Darcy, he knows he's got a short leash going into game five, but he knows if he gets one more win, not only does he remember everybody he's under like, this is a contract year, So it's up. He could get any job he wants in the league being a Stanley cup winning goalie, like off the hottest team that the NHL has seen in quite some time. He could ask for anything from anywhere. That's got to be in the <laughs> back of his mind. Even Tampa?
0: <laughs>
1: no, he no. could get a backup game. Tampa's good. Like,
0: <laughs> no. You no. don't have to try that hard. Like Tampa's good. Brian yeah. Elliott. I mean, if the they want start. to swap, swap goalies in the offseason. Oh, yeah, can, sure. Can do a we'll, sign and trade if you want to do that. I'm, yeah, I'm okay there's with something that. broken in Tampa. We need Vasiliski. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Um. All right, but uh, yeah. What What can you say, man? This was just what a game. Flat yeah. out, I mean, and you can go listen to, you know, people like break things down and, you know, deep, deep break things down, like kind of like a little bit what we did. But I think just on the surface, this was just a, a fun hockey game to watch mm-hmm. for everybody, for the, the hardcore guys like we are and just the people tuning in because it's the Stanley Cup final. They are now watching game five Yep. For for many reasons because that was fun. Because now you have you have a, a team who's on the verge of winning the best trophy in sports. Uh, and it's on a Friday. What else people got to do on a Friday? There's no movies coming out, right? I mean, is there anything big? I don't think so. Lightyear. We both went to go see Lightyear. We did. I liked it. it I
1: thought right. it was
0: enjoyable. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah. Go see it.
1: Yeah. Uh, fold the page down on this game. Come back to it when all is said and done. Because I don't think in the moment we appreciate what this game
0: actually was. That's a good. Like right now, the endorphins are flying. Yeah, <laughs> the heart rate has come down a little bit, uh, but, you... but holy god, it was it was high. Yeah, it was high. Could... I, I think it's going to be that way for the duration of Game Five. Yeah, <laughs> that that's just it's a given. So uh, we will, in you know, I can almost guarantee you we will be ta- We will be having a game or a uh, show No, for Saturday. Why would we? (laughs) That is that is an absolute definite win or lose, but hopefully, clearly win. So until then, thank you everybody for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Uh, We will. I'm gonna solidify it with Adam, but there's a high possibility that we will do that crossover tomorrow. So uh, check that out. All right, everyone. Again, thank you for tuning in. Always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I'm Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. One more win, baby. That's all we want. Go, abs, go.